wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going. Welcome into the Locked On Rose Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on today's show, we will recap the Rangers game from yesterday and preview a big Wednesday for the Kansas City Royals. So let's start with the Rangers game yesterday. The Royals won 5-4. to four. Not much doing in this game, not much to talk about. Ryan McBroom hit a home run, and so him him and Ryan O'Hearn, of course, are racing for that first base job to play every day in Kansas City. And both guys are off to hot starts at the plate. This helped out McBroom a lot because O'Hearn had showed a bit of a power uh, surge to start spring training. McBroom answers with a home run of his own. That'll be a tight race down the stretch of spring training, but it seems like Mike Matheny is leaning towards Ryan O'Hearn. It seems like Ryan O'Hearn is Mike Matheny's guy, so we'll see how that all unfolds as we continue the spring training. On the mound, Jorge Lopez again had another good outing. This was someone who fans were low on coming into spring, ready to give up on. We had a, a Reddit mailbag earlier this month where fans were frankly against Jorge Lopez and, and saying, you know, is he ever going to pan out? Why can't he work? Why can't he you know, live up to the potential? Is he going to be another lost cause and worrying about what Lopez could turn into? And so far this spring, he's looked incredible. I mean, yesterday he went two and a half innings, one hit, one walk, and then five strikeouts to match his incredible spring debut a couple days ago. Jorge Lopez, if he can continue this trend and if he can find consistency, is going to be a huge boost to the Royals pitching staff and could change the outlook of this season marginally, but still change the outlook of the season if he adds another good arm to this Royals pitching staff that frankly lacks any good arms right now. Uh, Chance Adams, he had a tough outing his first time out this spring, got rocked a little bit, settled in there yesterday. Went one in the third innings with one hit given up in two Ks. Chance Adams is, is a pitcher who you're not going to see pitch more than an inning in Major League Baseball. Whenever he gets called on, now with, with a three-batter minimum rule, it really hurts him, though, because he's got to go at least three. But an inning is where his sweet spot's at. He, you cannot let anyone see him twice. You cannot let anyone figure him out, or get a long look at him in a certain game. He has a good curveball, a devastating curveball at times, but that's really all that's in his repertoire. And so if you see that pitch a few times, you can you can really attack it as a major league hitter. And so that's why Chance Adams is, a, is someone who I'm not very high on because the upside just isn't there. I mean, again, his, his absolute ceiling is someone who can come in and shut down an inning, a single inning, and not to the degree of a Kelvin Herrera 
or a Greg Holland or a Wade Davis back whenever, of course, the Royals had that electric bullpen, he can shut down the fifth inning or sixth inning in a low leverage situation. So I'm not that high on Chance Adams, but it is good for him that he went out there and kind of got back on track because, again, his first outing did not look good. So that's all the real talking points from the Rangers game. Again, a 5-4 to four run for the Royals. Not much to talk about, especially being spring training, but also just not that many storylines. Jorge Lopez, the biggest one. I really like what I've seen from Jorge Lopez this spring. I really think that this is his year to turn around. I said that earlier this, you know, earlier this month where this is really make or break time for Jorge Lopez. He's either going to turn his career around and live up to that potential, or he will turn into a journeyman pitcher who is just trying to hang on to the big leagues by a thread. I think Lopez is much more than that, and I think this is a good first step in that direction, in proving that and in becoming a reliable and stable bullpen arm. Someone who you can trust to go out there and get you a couple innings, bridge you to your next guy, or even be an opener. I mean, Mike Matheny has been open about that concept, has been willing to embrace that concept, which I love. It's, it's something Kevin Cash really spearheaded after Brian Kenny made it mainstream. Kevin Cash was the first manager to run with it, and it's really helped the Rays pitching staff. And then we've seen other teams like the A's and and other folks like that steal that from, from Brian Kenny and, and, and Kevin Cash and really help their pitching staff get along, especially when you look at a staff like the Royals. The Royals have four guys who you know are going to be in their rotation. Fifth, The fifth one is, is questionable. You throw an open in there and get by with that fifth day. That's what people use it for. And Jorge Lopez, if he can continue this hot streak, if he can build on this spring, he can turn into not only a good bullpen arm, but a very, very talented opener. He has all the traits you need to be an opener, and we can talk more about that strategy as we go on this month and as we discuss more of the roster construction and things like that. But Jorge Lopez has been phenomenal this spring, and, and he deserves a lot of credit. Because, again, there was there was a ton of negativity around him uh, because he hasn't quite matched the level of potential that you thought he had. So he deserves a lot of credit. So coming up after the break, let's preview a huge Wednesday for the Kansas City Royals. There's a ton to talk about regarding the Royals this Wednesday, and we'll do that after the break. All right, we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Ryland Styles, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. But we have a huge day for the Royals. Wednesday, February 26th is going to be huge for the Royals as they start their first split squad series of spring. And that means that, of course, they'll play two games in one day at various locations. Today, it'll be in Surprise, Arizona, as they host the White Sox and also in Mesa, Uh, Arizona whenever they travel and play the Cubs. Now, the Cubs game is the one that's really interesting to me. First of all, it's the very first Royals game to be televised this spring, and you can find that on MLB.tv or MLB Network uh, and record it and whatever you need to do to watch it over there. That game was both games will start at 2.05, but the Cubs game is the one I want to focus on right now. So, obviously, it'll be fun to watch the Royals for the first time, so they're going to be televised, but we also get to sit down and watch Brady Singer. And this will be the first time that many of us get to see, get to do that. You know, he wasn't on television his first time out this spring. Most people do not have the minor league television package. So, I mean, I don't expect anyone to have seen him before unless you actually go to the minor league game. So, for a lot of us, this will be his the first time we get to see him in action. And 
it's a good game to watch if you're a Royals fan. If you can't watch it live for work or whatever extenuating circumstances, I totally get it. But I would encourage everyone to go back and watch this on replay because you're not going to want to miss seeing Brady Singer in action. Obviously, a talented pitching prospect. Obviously, a guy who we have a ton of expectations for uh, as Royals fans. But he will not only get a test this spring, being that it's a, you know his first Major League camp and, and he gets to go up against Major League hitters. The Cubs are at home, and I've talked to you guys about spring training before, and at home is whenever you throw out your veterans. They're throwing out their everyday lineup. I mean, this is I mean, David Ross is pretty much putting out his opening day lineup today. You've got Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, you have Hayward, Souza, Kipnis. I mean, you have all the guys who are going to make up this Cubs lineup, and Brady Singer's gonna have to go attack them. I mean, the first frame that he goes out there, he's gonna have to face. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez. That, that's going to be a tough task. That's going to be a really tough task, especially for a young guy who doesn't have experience. But I think he can handle it, obviously. And if he can't, oh, well, it's just spring training. Like, there's, no, there's no reason to overreact here if he goes out there and gets shelled. He's a young guy who ran up against a veteran lineup, and hitters are usually, pitchers are usually ahead of hitters, but you never know what can happen in spring training, especially, again, whenever you throw a young guy out there. But... This is going to be something very interesting to watch because what if he goes out there and carves him up? Now, I've made my stance known on Brady Singer. I like the guy. I love his talent. I love his projection. I think he can reach all of that and more, but I would not start him in the big leagues due to the service time and just the way that the CBA is working and, and the way that, that the business side of baseball works. It sucks for the it sucks for the kid. I mean, obviously he wants to be in the big leagues right away, but I would send him down to start the season, call him up immediately, after that service time window closes and we get him for an extra year on the back end. But this can go a, a big way. You know, this can this can go this can go a huge way to really prove that he belongs in the big leagues. If he can have a good outing today against the Cubs. And again, facing Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Jason Hayward, Steven Souza Jr., Jason Kipnis. I mean, facing quality big league hitters to all-star level big league hitters to superstar level big league hitters is going to be fun to watch, and, and I encourage everyone to find a way around the television and watch that on the Cubs' new network. I believe it's called the Marquee Sports Network, is what they've changed to uh, after they left WGN. So, outside of Brady Singer for this Cubs game, we're also going to get a look at Jesse Hahn, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Coart, Hill, Lovelady, and Scott Barlow. I think that this is a, a perfect game to watch if you're a Royals fan, because a lot of those names... We've discussed on this podcast of guys who are fighting for spots. You have Han, Lovely, and, and Hill, and, and Barlow all looking at bullpen spots, trying to fight their way in. Or for Hill, you know, you've already established yourself as a bullpen guy for the Royals. And then you have two of the top young pitching prospects, and Daniel Lynch and Jackson Coart. I mean, what more could you ask for? And then on top of all that, of course, getting to see Brady Singer. This is going to be a fun game to watch, and I cannot stress it enough how important it will be and how much we're going to have to talk about tomorrow because. I just can't wait for for the clock to roll around at 2 o'clock. I'm trying to get this out. That way you guys can listen to this before the game and get a bit of a preview for this game right here. Uh, in, terms of the, in terms of the lineup for the Royals, the regulars that you're going to see, Hunter Dozier, Ryan O'Hearn, Nicky Lopez. You're going to see backups like Cam Gallagher and, and Brett Phillips, who we expect to be on the big league roster. While they won't play every day, we do expect Cam Gallagher and Brett Phillips to be there. So they're important as well. And then also, Khalil Lee is in the lineup for the Royals. And he's had a phenomenal spring to start out. 
he's a guy that projects to be at worst an everyday player. We've talked about him a lot since spring training started, especially this week. So I'm excited to get to watch Khalili and not just listen to it on the radio or view secondhand videos or whatever the case may be. One last interesting note about this game. Again, it is a road game, and we've talked about the construct of spring training. Normally, on the road, veterans do not have to travel. That's kind of the benefit of being a veteran, is that you no longer need to take the bus rides to whatever Arizona town or Florida town that the game happens to be in. That extends to managers, of course. Most of the time, the managers will never leave their home facility for the Royals, in this case, Surprise, Arizona. However, Mike Matheny is going to the game in Mesa and going to see the game against the Cubs, and he'll leave somebody back, you know, probably the bench coach or whoever, for the White Sox game. Uh, so it's interesting in the fact that Mike Matheny is going to actually travel, something Ned Yost didn't do a ton, if at all. Mike Matheny is really strange in that way, and, and he mentioned it himself that, you know, a lot of people don't do that, but he finds it to be, I don't know the way to put it, the way he did. He was He just said that, you know, it's hard for guys to complain about the bus ride if I'm there too. Kind of just being there with the guys and, and saying, hey, we're all going to go through this together. Also, it benefits Mike Matheny to get an up-close look at Brady Singer. So that, that helps a lot too. But it is good for him to have that camaraderie and to be with the guys as they travel to take on the Cubs in what should be a fun, fun spring training game. So at home with the White Sox, not a lot going on. As I mentioned, half the roster who present interesting case studies are uh, going to the Cubs game. Uh, but in terms of the pitching staff, Greg Holland is available. Josh Stomont is available. Josh Stomont has had a brilliant spring, and I cannot rave enough about what he's added. And that's another guy who, if he can be consistent with this and the way he's projecting right now at spring training, if this turns into what he is, then this pitching staff is a lot better than people think. Uh, and also Kyle Zimmer looks to be available today with Glenn Sparkman. Foster Griffin going to get the start today on the mound. Uh, some, so some interesting things to watch for, but obviously that Cubs game is much more valuable for your time if you had to pick between listening to the White Sox game and watching the Cubs game. Uh, for the lineup, you're going to have Merrifield, Solaire, Gordon, McBroom, Bubba Starling, and uh, Michael Franco. Those are the notable names in that lineup that you might want to pay attention to. Uh, but again, the best game, of course, is going to happen against the Cubs. That's the game that we're going to be talking about a ton tomorrow. We'll talk about both games, cover both games. I'll watch it and listen to it. That way you don't have to. You can just get the cliff notes from me the next day as I know that life gets too busy to follow spring training. That's why I'm here to help you. So remember, as I said yesterday, if you want to participate in the Locked On Royals Fantasy Baseball League, DM me on Twitter, mention me on Twitter, somehow contact me on Twitter. And let me know your email address. It'll be on ESPN. And the draft will take place the Wednesday before opening day. Again, on Twitter, I'm at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. It'll be in the description of whatever podcast app you're using. And also remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you get your podcast. Let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, how we can improve, and also all of your thoughts on the things that we talk about every single day. I appreciate all the support that we've been getting. Again, please leave a five-star iTunes review if you could. That'd help a ton. Uh, follow me on Twitter and all that good stuff. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap a huge Wednesday. And be good and be good to one another. We'll see you then on the Lockdown Rolls Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.